everyone, and welcome to a special winter episode of Let's Read Out. My next guest today is no stranger to Stanford. She has been in career development for over 30 years. She helped to co-found the Stanford Alumni Mentoring. She has been in such programs as the Stanford Immersion in Medicine. She currently works in BioSci Careers, which is a community at the Stanford School of Medicine working with trainees at all different levels in career choice and development. I'm also a bit biased because she is an amazing aunt, and my aunt in particular, and her name is Marlene Shearstern. Thank you so much for coming to the show today, Marlene. It's a little noisy since we're filming outside. We're trying to be socially distant, uh, so you may hear some ambulances, some planes overhead, so please bear with us. It's so wonderful to be here today. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me. Of course, of course. Welcome to the show. I'm a little upset you didn't bring any matzo ball soup, but I'll live. So let's dive in. I think most people expect me to start uh, with the do's of interviewing, but I actually want to start a little unconventionally and I think we forget about the don'ts. So let, let's dive into the don'ts of interviewing. The don'ts are spending too much time trying to be somebody you're not. So for example, psyching yourself out with, what is it they want me to be? I need to be what they want me to be. And then you don't come across sounding authentic. You actually come across sounding very generic. Some of the don'ts are very different when we think about uh, COVID times and interviewing online versus interviewing in person. The don'ts which are similar are you want to always come across professional so you don't come across unprofessional. When you're on Zoom, this is a true story. I once did a mock interview with a fourth year med student applying to residency who had tequila bottles on the back of her bookshelf. Okay, that is a don't, right? I know it seems like something you wouldn't say, but we forget. What does our background look like? But that seems pretty obvious. I know some of these seem really obvious, yet you would be surprised what we actually see. But what about other things like a baby crying or, you know, we're at home right now interviewing. So a garbage truck or an ambulance or a a fire truck, you know, those are things, aren't those a little bit more understandable and say forgiving? Yeah, people definitely are more understanding of babies crying, um, trains going by, uh, things we never had control over. However, you have an opportunity in this interview to, there are certain things you have control over and certain things you don't have control over. So our advice is always focus on the things you do have control of, which includes finding a space that is professional, good lighting, uh, quiet, where you won't be interrupted, technology won't shut down. Definitely great points. So if you had to give some examples, what would be your topics to absolutely stay away from? Here are four easy things to remember when it comes to the don'ts. You want to never talk about anything too personal. That includes religion, relationships, politics, or your health. 
you know, I think I jumped too soon into the don'ts of interviewing. So let, let's dial it back and take a step back. Let's say I get an interview invite to the job, fellowship, residency program of my dreams. You know, what's the first first step? So when you get an interview, right, you're super excited. Now it's how am I going to approach this? And you know, like I say, in talking with over the years, hundreds of MDs, uh, fourth year med students applying to residency, you have this great list of questions that you're to prepare for. And I've seen these lists. There's sometimes up to 150 or more questions. So are you going to look at question one, write answer one, question two, answer two? I mean, that is overwhelming and actually an possible. I would say do not prep that way for interviewing. Now, of course, you're going to look at some of the top questions of why do you want our program? Um, Why us? Why this um, particular residency? Um, What? Tell us about your research. I mean, there are some key questions, however. Yet, if you look at that whole list of questions, they're really themes. So, what we advocate or what I I really suggest and has worked well for many people is you look at what is it that I want you to know by the time I walk out of this interview right this comes back to that control piece what do you have control over I have control over what I want you to know I don't have control over what you're going to ask me right so if I look at these themes of questions with this within this 150 questions and I look at what I want you to know and I look at what it is I know you want or need to know about me there's an overlap there right so let's look at that overlap and then come up with your own narratives vignettes illustrations whatever you want to call it that works best for you then you have a narrative that you're going to share so that way if you're asked what's an accomplishment you're most proud of or what's um, something that uh, a peer would say you did really well or uh, any question you you can now pull from your illustrations that you have set aside versus uh, question one answer one question two answer two Marlene, that is so true. I mean, I've tried to prepare for every question under the sun, um, but I know that's not realistic. Can you just continue to expand upon that important point? I'm sure it's been a long time since many of you have done an essay exam, (laughs) but when you've taken an essay exam, how many of you have had the experience where you've prepped for this question and then that's not the question that you're asked, right? So what do you do? You take all the information in your head that you prepped for the question you have and you apply it to whatever question's being asked. In a sense, that's what you're doing, right? So most important is what is it that they need to know about you? They need to know, of course, your skills. And a lot of this is gonna be on your paper, right? They already chose to interview you and they chose to interview because of your application. So now your interview is a time to bring that application to life. It's also a time to really share who you are as a person because people want to work with somebody that they feel comfortable working with. And that's the soft skills, right? So the interview is a time to reinforce your hard skills and also introduce your soft skills. That's absolutely perfect and a perfect summary. I, 
something that happens a lot and I've come across it is you're getting talked to. Um, you're getting a lot of information about your interviewer, but I want to get something in about myself. This is a chance for them to get to know me and me to prove things to you. And so how do you switch the conversation? Great question. So when you're, uh being talked to and you feel like you don't have a chance to share about yourself that's when if they're telling you one of the areas of our program we really pride ourselves in is our great wellness um, approach for our residents you can then interject and say oh I really appreciate hearing that one of the um, committees I was able to sit on while I was a med student was our wellness committee or and then you can bring it back to you and and more than just that wellness committee that's an opportunity for you to share what skills you used while you were on that wellness committee so you're able to share the content that's specific yet also the skills that may be transferable to something else So Marlene, that is our cue. Not that we're done, uh, that we are switching gears a little bit and bringing on what I call kind of the hot seat segment um, is a special guest or uh, someone that is not me who uh, would like to ask you some questions. I'd like to welcome to the show rising doctor Andrew Nguyen. Andrew, if you don't mind uh, telling us a little bit about yourself and where you're from. Happy to. My name is Andrew Nguyen, and I'm a fourth-year medical student from the Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. I'm applying to diagnostic radiology this year, and I'm currently at the start of the interview season. Fantastic. So this episode is perfect and tailored for you. Why don't you go ahead and ask Marlene your first question? Tell me about yourself is one of the most common interview openers. With the prevalence of virtual interviews these days and not being able to meet in person, this question holds even more value for them to get to know us. Students can sometimes find it difficult to know what programs want to hear or what's important in our lives to talk about. How should someone go about answering this open-ended question? You have very succinctly described the concern and angst around this tell me about yourself question. An easy way to structure this very overwhelming tell me about yourself question is think about your present, your past, and your future. So you're going to speak to a present relevant experience. You're going to acknowledge something that you did in the past that's also relevant and then you're going to tie that to how your past performance is the best predictor of future performance and how it's relevant and something they'd be interested in for the future. Wow, thanks. Marlene, just to expand upon Andrew's question, can you explain some don'ts of Tell Me About Yourself? So some poor examples on the Tell Me About Yourself question is that reiterating your resume being too personal, uh, sharing, you know, TMI, uh, the, uh, what might seem okay because somebody said, tell me about yourself. And then you start sharing how you, uh, 
came from a broken home, you um, overcame information. And that, it, that is not necessarily um, inappropriate to share. There's just a time and a place. And if something is that made that much of an impact on who you are, it's most likely in your um, application materials. So another really good place to start on this tell me about yourself question is, what's your personal statement? What did you write about in your um, application? And I guarantee you, you have a nugget right there that you can pull from, right? Think about the tell me about yourself question as the summary almost, or the abstract of the entire interview. Uh, you also do not want that question to take more than two, three minutes max to answer. Right? That's really good to know. Agreed, Andrew. That sounds perfect, Marlene. So let's move on to Andrew's next question. Before an interview, it can be anxiety-inducing to think about the fact that someone is judging your appearance, mannerisms, what you say, and even how you say it. What's the best way to overcome pre-interview nerves? I will tell you, everyone gets nervous and everyone has their own strategy for mitigating those nerves. I, so for one person, it might be taking a walk before. If that works for you, great. I would first say go back to knowing yourself and thinking when you've been in a nervous situation and what did you do? That said, one thing that generally works for everyone is to stop and take some deep breaths, right? Take five deep breaths, calm yourself down, then go in. Another way to get rid of those pre-interview nerves is really to start by being prepared. So the fact that you're actually listening to the podcast, you've probably met with advisors, peers, colleagues, mentors, all of that is really useful. That makes sense. Thank you. During interviews, did you ever encounter a situation where you didn't know the answer to a question or your mind just goes completely blank? What did you do in that situation? So when your mind goes blank, kind of like mine is right now, when, you, when your mind goes blank, there are different strategies you can use. One is repeat the question. Another is when you're repeating the question, depending on what they asked you, you might say, there are three main reasons. Just remember when you say there are three main reasons, you now have to come up with three main reasons. So be careful about saying four or five. Maybe I'd start with there are two main reasons you can always ask one, but that gives your brain, it's, you're trained to be able to then think in, um, uh, think sequentially and so you're more likely to actually then come up with the reasons to that response. That's a great technique, Marlene. My next question is actually about pre-interview events. Sometimes residency programs will offer pre-interview social events, such as a dinner, happy hour, or a meet and greet the night before. How should we as applicants approach these events? 
So the pre-interview social events, the purpose of them is actually the same whether it's virtual or whether it's in person. And it does give you an opportunity to get a sense of who the people are in the program. Remember, they're putting on their best face just like you're putting on your best face. However, people are people and people will share information that will give you insights. When questions are being answered, listen for what they're not telling you for as much as what they are telling you. Um, Also, depending on how the virtual greet and meet is set up you you know maybe put in breakout rooms I would absolutely make sure if you have a question you ask it right you want to make sure somebody has a chance to actually interact with you and vice versa thanks for that answer that's really helpful at the end of the interview what are some good questions to ask the interviewer so some great questions are around um, the mentoring that you get, the opportunities for um, involvement in research outside of your own research area, if that's what you want, right? So this always still comes back to what's important to you, I would be very careful about too many questions that lead to sounding very me, 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 right? You want to ask a question that shows something around being a team player or something around you're getting involved not for your own personal career growth only, but around how you can be a contributor to the team, to the department, right? So when asking those questions, it's important um, that, again, they sense what your interest areas are as well. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Andrew, those were some fantastic and insightful questions. I know you're going to ace the rest of your interviews coming up next month. Thank you for having me, Lindsay. We are almost running out of time, but before we end, I, I wanted to talk about the dreaded question. I think everyone prepares for this one and it's so difficult. I think everyone doesn't like this last one, but Tell me about your weakness. Marlene, can you finally help us tackle this one? So when you go to answer a weakness question, you're going to start out with, you you can use this formula or some version of it. I was doing X. I realized or observed that actually that was not getting me the results I wanted. Therefore, I made this change and by making this change I am now um, mitigating that weakness that I have or I still have a way to go. I usually approach that question with a strength taken too far can be a weakness and elaborate on you know my strength. Um, Can you is that an acceptable answer? Do you like how I approach that? Every strength when operated appropriately is your it's your superpower when it's overutilized it actually becomes uh, a, a negative um, s- scenario for you Marlene we're, we're almost running out of time but if you could just kind of we talked about a lot of great points but if you could just summarize and if, if someone was really limited on time you know they get a last minute interview or 
uh, they come off the wait list. Uh, what would you say? What, what are your uh, quick tips to quickly prepare? So if there's only one thing you're going to focus on when it comes to preparing for the interview, I go back to where I started the podcast. And that is, what is it that they want or need to know about me? And what is it that I want or need them to know about me? If that's a Venn diagram, look in the middle and spend time thinking about how you're going to answer that, those questions. Marlene, that was truly wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time. I, I think this episode is going to be really applicable to anybody, whether you're in medicine, applying for a residency, fellowships, a new job, to my husband, who is going to be a, a pilot for the commercial airlines, or my retired dad, who who is in the process of going back into the workforce. So this this episode was just fantastic, Marlene. I just love you so much, and I am just in awe of your brilliance, and it's so great for us to finally collaborate together. Lindsay, I just want to thank you so much for the opportunity to speak to your audience. I can't tell you uh, how important it is to have a place for current med students, people in the profession to listen to and feel that their nerves are calmed or that these are normal questions, normalizing these issues and challenges that you share in your podcast is so important for the personal, professional, and mental well-being of our MDs. So thank you. That's our episode for today. I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday break. If anyone has any questions or comments, concerns, you can reach out to myself uh, or um, you can find Marlene on uh, the Stanford web pages. 